If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 10. And I've been talking about, really, really what Dr. Zell's been talking about is 2023 is the year of the maximum, the highest level attainable. And so I've been talking about going to another level. Are you going to another level? Amen. Amen. We, we, we do not plateau. We do not go back. We, ri- we'll, we rise up and we are the believers that God has called us to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 10. This is where our, our apostle of our house, Dr. Savell, has been uh, ministering on. Let me get to Mark chapter 10 here. Just get right into this today. Verse 17 says, Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may and may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and he said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go your way. Sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. And come, take up your cross, and follow me. Let's look at verse 28. Actually, verse 22 says, But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And verse 28 says, Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Because what Dr. Savell was communicating to us was, if, if you left anything, houses, lands, families, positions, places, for the gospel, for my sake and the gospel's sake, we'll receive a hundredfold now in this time. And so it's this, this, this going to another level. He was wanting this young, rich ruler. One that... Had a lot in the natural, but yet he still lacked something. There's no, there's no amount of anything in the natural that you can receive that will totally be your all-complete satisfaction. Your complete satisfaction will always come down to following him. See, he came to Jesus, and, and, and yet he had great things, but yet he lacked something. He, he went to Jesus... And he called him master, called him good teacher, but yet he walked away because he couldn't follow him as Lord. And so often we can be seekers, but do we become followers? Some of the things that Dr. Savell just resonated in my heart last week, and I'll read some of these statements. It says, you experience God's best because you have a disciplined life. One of the statements he said, following God in his word is the most rewarding commitment you can ever make. Do you love God above all else? Is he above all? God being first kind of lifestyle. God expects more than a half-hearted commitment. Calling for a fresh, this is calling for a fresh commitment and a new level of sincerity. Know the value and rewards of total commitment. He talked about Psalms 34. Those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Being a seeker 
is a call to action. Being a seeker of God leads you to another level. So a lot of times I remember growing up as going to church with my parents. And uh, my Christianity was really, I call myself a Christian because my parents went to a Christian church. Not because I was going to church to seek the Lord. There was times that I showed up to church for the wrong reasons and you may call me a seeker, but I never became a follower. Until long after. So we can, we can show up to the building. We can show up to church. But does that really mean we're a follower? Jesus made a statement to his disciples and he said, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So what makes me a disciple? The label Christian or the fact that I continue in the word? See, it's my continuing in the word that calls me to be a disciplined one. You see, Jesus was talking and and um, as I was just meditating on what to share with you today, I, I was thinking that Jesus was not just preaching something that he had never done. He was preaching from experience. He was preaching because whether he had the label and was called to be the son of God didn't mean he would fulfill everything the son of God was called to fulfill. He was a man, human Flesh and blood, just, just like you and I. So he was, he was bringing this rich young ruler to a point in his life where Jesus, at one time, I believe he was at a crossroads in his life, that am I going to choose? We don't know all the different accounts that he had throughout his life, but we do know that he hungered for the word. We do know that, that when, the, when his parents tried to find him, where did they find him? And they, he made this statement to them. He goes, didn't you know where I'd be? Didn't you know where I'd be? I, I'd be in the father's house and about my father's business. So Jesus wasn't preaching to this rich young ruler, preaching to him a mark that that, that, that young man couldn't attain to. He was preaching what he knew the Father had preached to him. Jesus, if you want to fulfill why you're here on the earth, you're going to have to follow me. You're going to have to pursue me. Luke chapter 2, 52, it talks about how Jesus grew. Wisdom and favor with God and man. Jesus was a seeker of God. And because of that, he didn't want any good thing. A seeker. But the seeker that Dr. Savell is referring to is not a seeker of like, well, you know, I'm just going to come and check it out. No, no. Being a seeker is this is my lifestyle. A seeker, not just someone who sought. Being a seeker is just like just like being a sower, a farmer, a farmer. This is what they do for a lifestyle. A seeker is someone. This is what my life is about. So Jesus was speaking from personal revelation of having left all. Because you, 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 you want to know the greater you want to know the more. It's we can make the word of God so complicated. 
I mean, Jesus did not make it complicated at all. He met these, what the Pharisees called in Acts chapter 4, these unlearned and ignorant men. And yet, all they needed was two words. Well, a little more than that. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I want you to know you have a call upon your life and it's in your following is what's going to make you what you're called to be. It was in Jesus's following that caused him to walk in the steps of the savior to walk, to be able to go to the garden of Gethsemane and sweat great drops of blood and be able to take it all the way to the cross, even though in his flesh, he didn't want to. Why? Because he goes, I've got to follow. I must be about my father's business. This follow me. Jesus told this statement to quite a few people throughout his, throughout his, his walk that we see in the gospels. And John tells us if we, if there was all the books in the world, we just have a snapshot of these three and a half years. And John says, if, if, Everything, all the books that couldn't contain all that Jesus did and accomplished. And we just have a few accounts where he said, follow me. And you know what? Some didn't. They were seekers. But they didn't follow. We, we know that possibly there could have been, besides the 12, there could have been 70 others that he mainly made that two-word statement to Follow me because we know that he had the 12 and he had the 70. But eventually that 70 in John chapter six, verse 63, it said, man, these are hard things for us to hear. And it said they walked away sorrowful. He turns around to Peter and all the disciples and he says, are are you two going to walk away? And I love Peter's statement. He goes, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? You you have the words of life. And until you realize that this is words of life, your life will always plateau. Until you realize that this is the word of life, you will never grow beyond where you are right now. Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. You know, he followed the father. I mean, I just wrote a few scriptures down here. I mean, John chapter five, he says, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. He says, I can of my own self do nothing. I seek not my own will, but the will of the father that sent me. I mean, my pursuit isn't after what I want, but my pursuit is after what he wants. Man, that really, that really separates what I like to say between the men and the boys. Those, that separates people that want to play church and want to, people that want to be the church. I mean, how often is our entire life totally about what we want? You wake up in the morning, it's about what you want. You go to bed at night, it's like, what, what do I want tomorrow? What, what do I want next week? What do I want in my life? And what, what do I want? What do I want? Instead of saying, Let me, Lord, what do you want from my life? 
Man, and when I made that shift in my spiritual walk and I made that shift and surrendered my life to God, my life has never been the same. Going to the, another level is not just, hey, I, I'm going to show up to church. No, it's like I'm going to be so involved in him. I'm going to be so in the last day. I, you know, it just for me, it's like, Lord, if you're doing something in the last days, I want to be a part of it. I don't want to be on the fringe. I don't want to be on the, the, the outer skirts of it. I don't want to just hear about it from a distance. I want to be it. But I know for me, this is, this is about totally following him every step of the way. So Jesus was not preaching something that he didn't do himself. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Thank you. Ephesians chapter 5. Just looking at this life of Jesus. Jesus made a lifelong commitment. All I am and have is at your disposal. Dr. Zell made that statement about all in last week, made that statement about the disciplined life, that this is a lifelong commitment. And he says, all I am and have is at your disposal to experience God's best. It takes unwavering to God's word, being obedient, determined and committed. That's that. I want that to be said of me. How about you? Thank you for those three hands. I'll tell you, this, this is a church. I declare this is a church that's full of obedient, determined, and committed. Hallelujah. We're committed to the word. We're committed to his house. We're committed to our spouses. We're committed to, to our workplaces. We're committed to, we're committed to be the light that God's called us to be in the earth. Say, I'm committed. Say, I'm all in. Amen. Ephesians chapter five. This continue, continue to look at Jesus as our example. About following him. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God. See, this is this is a a declaration of Jesus's commitment. It says be imitators of God as dear children But what I want you to see here is that walk in love as Christ also loved us and what given himself for us. But what was he given himself for? for, What did he given give himself us for me to say? What did he give himself for? It says an offering and a sacrifice to God. So Jesus pretty much had to come to the place and said, I'm all in. My life is at your disposal. All I have, everything I am is yours. I mean, it was, Hebrews 12 tells us this. He goes, tells us we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Talks about running a race and he says, lay aside every weight in sin that would beset us. Looking unto Jesus. This morning we're looking unto Jesus. Right. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith for the joy that was set before him. 
He despised the shame. Looking to the cross. Meaning he put shame aside. Why? Because of the joy that was set before him. What was the joy? You and me. You and me. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. For the joy is set before him. He was all in. Because he was following God. He was all in because he, he only did what he saw the Father do. He, he was all in because he would only go where he saw the Father told him to go. He was all in. He said, I of myself can do nothing. That's why he had to follow closely to the Father. And this is what caused him to fulfill his purpose. This is what caused Jesus to, to operate in the maximum. To operate in another, uh, 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 um, the highest level attainable. It was all about following his father. Thank you, father. If we look at Jesus. We have to understand that our greatest victories and our greatest defeats will come down to what we're submitted to. Let me say that again. Our greatest victories and our greatest defeats come down to what I was, what we are submitted to. When you submit to things that are not of his kingdom, it will bring defeat into your life. I've been there. I've done that. Bought the t-shirt and I don't want to buy it again. How about you? What you're submitted to. So following For Jesus following God had to do with he was choosing to be submitted to the Father. Submit means to arrange under. It means to be subject to one's control. It means to yield to one's advice. Yeah, I've pastoring for, man, 15 years, almost 16 years. I'm surprised about how many times I give people great advice. But don't want to do it. Why? Because usually when they come to meet me, they've already made up their mind and they just want my agreement. You really don't want me to tell you what the word says. You just want me to say, oh, yeah, you must have heard from God. Not. (laughs) And and so and, and so that's what it comes down to this walk with God. Are we submitted to him? Are we submitted to him? And it's, and it's receiving the advice. This is God's advice to us. This is his advice to us. He operated on another level, not because he was Jesus, but because he had the ability submit to submit his will to the Father's will. Submit. Submit is not a word we like. Because it sounds like bondage and it doesn't sound like grace. People are like, whoa, well, you know, we, that, that submission stuff, you know, I'm under grace, pastor. <laughs> you can only operate under grace if you're operating under the word. Submit. I mean, things like, sum, hey, all the young people in here, submit to your parents. How about that one? That means you bring yourself under. You're subject to their control you yield to their advice and you obey. Um, parents should have said some really loud amens in this place. Wow, parents. Maybe you didn't say amen because you're not submitted to what God's told you to do. 
Wives, submit yourself to your husbands. I only heard I only heard women's voices. I only heard women's voices in that. I was like, where's the men? The men should have been like, yeah. Now don't get don't get all up in your head because the next verse said, submit one to another. Can everyone say amen? amen. Submit to civil authorities. You want a verse for that? Romans chapter 13. Submit to your elders that have rule over you. But more importantly, submit to God and his word. Submit means to yield to. It means to be committed to. It means to give way to. Or we could call it this morning to be all in. To be all in. You see, the rich young ruler, he walked away sorrowful because he just couldn't go all in. Just couldn't go all in. But yet he knew he was lacking something. And yet Jesus gave him a two-word answer. Follow me. You know, I, the, the issue is knowing the word of God and know what Jesus communicates here. And it says, I know you'll have, you'll have riches in heaven. But we know that Jesus communicated to them that if you've done all these things, you will have a hundredfold in this life. So the issue wasn't trying to take something from the rich young ruler. The issue was, is Jesus was trying to get him from stop being a taker to being a giver. That's the issue of, of the word of God is to, to realizing that my life and my generosity is all established in following him. Thank you, Father. You know, um, it's easy to go all in when it doesn't cost you something. You know, it's like it's almost like we as Christians, we kind of we kind of look at this Christianity sometimes kind of like as some people look at fantasy poker. It's like, you know, this fantasy poker, it's like, hey, you know, Texas Hold'em, man, Danny, look, you know, in my account, I got I got one hundred thousand dollars and I'm going to go all in. But the issue is that hundred thousand dollars is fake. It's fantasy poker. And it's easy to go all in when when it's like, yeah, it's like, God, you can you can have this part of my life, but I'm not sure about this part of my life. You can have my Sunday mornings, but hey, um, you can't. I don't want to give. I'll show up, but I don't know about giving. It's like you, and, and so we kind of we kind of put these ultimatums within our heart and it's like, OK, God, you do this. I'll do this. And it's some sort of like this bartering system with God. But that's not all in. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't barter to stay here. Are, 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 are you grateful that Jesus didn't try to barter some other deal with God? Because if he tried to barter some sort of deal with God, then you and I would still be going to a devil's hell. Instead of being all in. It's not just just following Jesus' instructions, but it's following his example. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2.
Jesus operated in the maximum and another level because he brought himself under total submission to God. I don't know about you, but God's still working on me. How about you? Hallelujah. Now, I may be the leader here and lead as a pastor, but I haven't arrived to perfection. the, The Lord preaches to me before I preach to you. Philippians 2, verse 5. Actually, verse 4. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4 says, Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you. So it's given us example of what it means for us not to be focused on our own interests. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of a man. Now, 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 look at me for a minute. Now, what does it say here? And this is the New King James. He said, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. I'm so grateful that the New King James uses bondservant here. Because this is someone that's not a slave because they have to. They're a slave because they choose to. So it's like me choosing to come under a different master, coming under a different leader. It's me, a bondservant, meaning someone that's choosing to bind to something. I'm choosing to bind. Vic and I have known each other for years, and and we have a great relationship. I'm bonded to him because we're brothers in the Lord. We're connected because if you're a part of this church house and this church family, we're bonded together one with another because we're children of God. And so it's that, it's that divine connection. So it says here of Jesus, it's saying that he's choosing to be a bondservant, meaning this was not something he had to do. This was something he was choosing to do. Why? Because he was all in. Say all in. He took on the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of a man and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. He humbled himself. Now listen to this. He became obedient. If you become, it means there had to be a process. (laughs) He became obedient. That kind of, as I read into that, it's like, you know, I had to become a disciple. It was a process of me walking out this relationship with the word and with heaven. So Jesus had to become obedient to the point of death, meaning he had to carry it all the way to the end. I don't know about you, Trey, but I want to carry, I want to go all the way to the end. How about you? We're going all the way to the end. You're going all the way to the end. You're going all the way to the end. You're going you're gonna to fulfill your purpose. You're going to fulfill the mandate on your life. Your marriage is going to go all the way to the end. You're going all the way to the end. 
You're going all the way. Your children are going to go all the way to the end. He was obedient all the way to the end. I, I, I wanted to say at the end of my life, he, he was obedient all the way to the end. He stood all the way to the end. Even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also, therefore, because of what he did, God highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. Hallelujah. See, it was in his all in. It was in its submission that then God was able to, hey, let me take you up higher. It was let me take you up to another level. Let me let me take you to the highest level attainable. Be, <laughs> a lot highest level attainable. Meaning, meaning, hey, as you go all in, I'm going to I'm going to lift your voice. As you go all in, I'm going to work everything out for your your benefit. As you go all in, you take care of my kingdom and and and, and I'll take care of your life. I'll take care of your pursuits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hey, say, I'm all in. I'm going to another level. I'm going to the maximum. Hallelujah. The Passion Translation says this of Philippians 2. He says, abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And, and consider the example of Jesus. Or consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Consider his example. That's what we're doing this morning. Let his mindset become your motivation. Let his mindset become your motivation. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his own outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's criminal's death by crucifixion because of that obedience. God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. Woo. Wow. Because of his submission, because of him going all in, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now given him the greatest of all names. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank, um, are you grateful for Jesus? Just lift your hands to heaven and say, Jesus, thank you for being all in. Thank you for being all in. Uh, let me use you, Father, as an example. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to First Peter. You see, when, when you submit and you go all in, there's an exchange. There's an exchange that happens. When Jesus went all in, there was an exchange that happened. It was his human weakness for God's strength. It was his natural human ability for God's supernatural ability. When you go all in, there's an exchange. It's an exchange. When you go all in and you make him Lord of your life, there's an exchange for your unrighteousness for his righteousness. There, there's an exchange. 
there's an exchange. It's, it's the enemy's sickness for God's healing. It's, it, it's, it's the world's poverty for God's prosperity. There's a great exchange that takes place when we bring ourselves under his word and we submit to him and we go all in. First Peter chapter two, looking at the example of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Where to start, Father? Let's look at verse 21. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. He's leaving us an example. We're talking about Jesus being our example. He was all in. Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Following the steps of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Wow. I mean, he's saying we can follow this... Steps of Jesus. And you're like, Pastor, is it possible for me to commit no sin? Yes. It's possible. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm just saying, I'm just saying here, he said, he committed no sin. He wants us to follow. He leaves us an example. That you should follow his steps. My righteousness is not my righteousness. I'm not righteous based on my works. My righteousness is as filthy rags, but, but I'm righteous because he made me righteous. If I have the mindset that my righteousness is filthy rags, then I always live below my privileges as a believer. No, I'm the righteous of God. I rule and reign with him according to Romans chapter 5 verse 17. I stand in authority because, because I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Either he set me free or he didn't set me free. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. Wow. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to attack other people that may attack you. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Now, this is the, this is the part here. But committed himself to him. He committed himself to him who judges righteously. So we're to follow the example of Jesus. What was this? What what do we find? He committed himself to him who judges. What does that mean? He committed. He submitted himself. He was determined. He brought himself under. Let God fight your battles. He committed himself to him who judges righteously. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I think I would type this out in the... Hallelujah, maybe not. Thank you, Lord. He suffered. He did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we have died to sin. Died to sin. Might live for righteousness. Meaning, I can live 
in righteousness. I can commit to this righteous lifestyle just like Jesus did. Jesus brought himself under and this Peter's telling us we can bring ourselves under and we can commit our life to him who judges fairly. Thank you, Father. Jesus was all in. Say, Jesus was all in. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. How do we, how did Jesus go all in? Two things as I, as I close here. First thing, Jesus went all in when it came to God's word. You can make note of John chapter 15. John chapter 15. and read this. Verse 1, John 15. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Meaning there's a connection here. Jesus saying, I'm, I'm, he, he, Jesus has to be submitted to the vine dresser. He said, I'm the true vine but in order for me to be what I need to be, I've got to be submitted and go all in with the vine dresser. Then he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. What's going to perfect your life? The word. The word. The word. You're clean by the word. Tragedy is not the thing that prunes you. It's the word. Sickness isn't what prunes you. It's the word. Difficulty is not what prunes you. It's the word. You're clean because the word I've spoken to you. He says, abide in me. See, abide in me and I in you. You could say, submit to me and I in you. Abide. This is connection. This is, this is being submitted to. This is being connected to. This is being all in. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Meaning you're not going to be able to do, go to another level. You're not going to be able to gain, bear more fruit if you're not abiding in the vine. And you're not abiding in the word. Amen. It's in this word. It's in this word. We live and move and have our It's this word as life and health to all our flesh. Paul said in, in Acts chapter 17, it's, it's life and health. It's, it's a, a live and move and have my being. Meaning this is, this is where I find my life. It's found connected and submitted to him. He says, I am, verse 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. They gather them and throw them into the fire that they might be burned. But verse 7 says, if you abide in me, if you abide in me, if you're all in, and my words are all in, and you're submitted, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And then it says, by this my Father is glorified. So Jesus was all in because he was connected to the Father. He abided in the Word. Jesus, and this is from what Dr. Svell said last week, Jesus made a lifelong commitment. All I am and have is at your disposal. I'm all in. To experience God's best. 
We have to be unwavering to God's word. Obedient to it, determined and committed. And the second thing, as I close, to go all in, it comes down to your worship. What you worship is what you're submitted to. What you pay attention to the most in your life is what you're worshiping. What you're watching the most is what you're submitted to. It's what you're worshiping. And eventually you'll see the fruit of it in your life. I'm so grateful that Jesus hung out with a vine dresser. You see, it was in Adam and Eve worshiping at the wrong tree was their biggest downfall. They had all the trees of the garden, but one. It was what they worshipped. It was what they submitted to that created the greatest loss humanity has ever seen. But I want you to see is what you're submitted to, what you're all in after, is what's going to see your, where you see your greatest victories or your greatest defeats. And for Jesus, it was the Word of God and it was the presence of the Father. How often do we see that He woke up a long time before daybreak and spent time in prayer. How do we see in the word that 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 when he was he had to go away to a solitary place. Even when he lost his. He lost John the Baptist that said he went away and he prayed. What he had to go away and hear from God. Why? Because he had to be all in because in the natural he wanted to retaliate. But he had to go back and submit to the father. I'm so glad that Jesus worshipped at the right tree. He's the vine dresser. He's in the garden. He's in the wilderness. Satan comes to him and he goes, if you have you know, all these things, if you just submit and go all in with me, you can have it all. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. For I worship God and him only, him only I will serve. Let me close with this. Revelations chapter 19. You can go ahead and stand to your feet. Following the example of Jesus. Jesus was all in. Let's look at verse 9. I'll start in verse 9. Revelation chapter 19. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who were called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Man, that means you're blessed because that's where you've been called. Amen? And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And here John says, I fell at the feet to worship him. This is John. He's falling at the messenger's feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. He's like, and he says this, I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God.
I love this. John is having this encounter with this angel and the servant. And, and, and so John's like, man, this is amazing. This is awesome. And he goes and he bows down to the angel and starts worshiping him. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just like you. We're just servants of the Lord. I, I'm committed to the father just like you're committed to the father. And, and I love what it says here. He goes, I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus? What is a testimony? It's someone's declaration. It's someone's life direction. It's someone's experience. It's how someone lived their life. And here the angel is saying to John, look, no, no, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm a fellow servant just like you who have the testimony of Jesus. And what was the testimony? Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What's the testimony of Jesus? What could he say about his life? If he were here and communicate with us this morning, he'd say, I worship God. See, he, he uses statements, follow me. But Jesus' testimony was, worship God. Worship God. You worship God in what you take into your life. You worship God in what you allow and what you don't allow in your life. You worship God by what you give attention to. You worship God by the friends that you keep. You worship God by the things you watch. You worship God. And yet Jesus' testimony was, worship God. Let 2023 be a year where we worship God. Worship God. Let the testimony of your life be, I worship God. I worship God. I don't know about you, but I, I want that to be the testimony of my 2023. How about you? Do you receive this word today? Just lift your hands to heaven and just start worshiping the Lord. Just worship the Lord. Just out of your own heart. Just sing your own song unto the Lord. Worship the Lord. Maybe there's some things in your private time right between you and the Lord where you say, you know, I need to do less of that. And I need to do more of this. Yeah, Lord, I need more time in your word. Yeah, I need, to set, I need to set it as part of my day. I need to set it in my calendar. I need to set it as an alarm on my phone that, yeah, yeah, this is the moment where I pray. This is the moment where I read the word. This is the time that I, I set myself apart to worship you. Well, let my worship, let my life, let, let the testimony of my life be one where people say, oh, he's one that worships God. Fill this place, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Oh. Oh, Father, I bring my life under your word today. I bring my life. We submit our lives to you today. As Romans chapter 12, you said that we would submit ourselves, that we would bring ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. Hallelujah. 
we bring ourselves. Hallelujah. Bring yourself as a living. So just for the next next minute or so, just just bring yourself as a living sacrifice. Just lift your hands and and take your focus off me. Take your focus off of of what you're going to do when you leave here today, and just just focus on Him. Oh Father, I thank you. Lord, we repent, Father, where where we we haven't made your word a priority. We repent where 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 we've grown cold. Oh, you said in your word that when we pray in the Spirit, we give thanks well. Yeah, there's the gift of the Spirit that needs an interpretation. But there's the personal, individual gift that we can worship the Lord with. Bring my life to you as a living sacrifice that you would rule and reign. I bring my life to you as a living sacrifice, holy. Acceptable to you. I'm all in. I'm all in. I submit myself to you. I'm all in. I'm all in.
your declaration when you leave here today? Is that your declaration? that you met with us today. Holy Spirit, thank you for speaking the heart of the Father to us today. Thank you for signs and wonders following the word preached. Lord, I know the sign and the wonder that follows this word preached is not just what we do in this moment at the end of the service, but it's what we do for the rest of our 2023. The Holy Spirit, take this word, brand it in our hearts, because it's this word that will cause us to go to the highest level attainable, to go to the maximum. And we could say to all those around us, just like Paul said, In 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. Follow me as I follow Christ. Lord, help me to be followable. Take us higher, Father. We receive this word today. We receive your heart today. We go all in. In Jesus' name. Give him a shout of praise if you receive that today.